What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. Good. <laughs> Do you have some for me? No. <laughs> you have to come up with all your own answers. Not fair. <laughs> what is up, y'all? I am so excited for today's episode. <laughs> and nervous. I'm nervous too. This is my mom. Hello. <laughs> She's. <laughs> You're okay. Good that. All these wires. Um. Today's episode's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal to me, too. But I think it's super important. Super scary. So my goal is to not make you cry. (laughs) I'm already there. (laughs) Just use a ball's blanket to wipe your face. (laughs) I forgot Kleenex. Um, I just want to say thank you for all the positive feedback so far. Just from the first episode, the intro, the trailer... It has been amazing to hear people's stories and people's um, just how they have been encouraged by an episode that was so hard to make. Um, And I'm just thankful. So I want to say thank you. Um, So today we're going to just share, I mean, really my coming out story to you. But what we don't think about a lot is you have a coming out story because... (laughs) as LGBT kids or whoever you are, um, we forget that the person who we're telling our family members also have to come out to their circle. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget to extend grace. I don't think I did. I think I was very aware, but I think it's an important story because we can't be selfish. We also have to walk in other people's shoes and you had, you had your own story that was hard. I think you still walk it sometimes. Um, so my mom is a funeral director, <laughs> the most sought after funeral director in the entire Texas panhandle. If oh, you that's, ask me. that's very sweet. No, she is for real. Don't <laughs> let her be, don't let her be modest. She is excellent at her job. And you got into funeral directing because the person who took care of your mom did such an amazing job mm-hmm. and made you feel so loved that you felt called. Yes, that's, true to do it and you extend that same gift to people who lose their loved ones so I think that's awesome even though I don't want that job (laughs) you do a great job at it so um also I do want to mention because we didn't get to have a huge party my mom just got her master's degree in May what was it in though oh in education yes and so you have been I think you're a big reason that I've been able to I know you are, accomplish so many things in my life and go for such scary things because you have gone for them. You've busted through ceilings like, oh, I'm too old. Oh, I can't. And that's just a lie we've been told. Thanks. So mm-hmm. I want to start with that. But um, can we talk a little bit about, I guess, how you, how you came to know Jesus? I want to know about that a little bit. Well, I was 24 and um, when I got born again. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the Lord had been after me for a couple of years. No, more than that, before that. But um, I worked with some people that loved Jesus so much, and they were Pentecostal. And I was a lost sheep. <laughs> I was way out there. And I uh, worked with a guy, and him and his wife just really encouraged me to go to church with them. And so I did. And the very first time I went to church with them, it was a um, an Assembly of God church. And the preacher just told such an amazing story about... Um, I was really struggling with a lot of stuff when I went to church with them. And the preacher shared a story about a young man that had run a marathon just that week and dropped dead in the middle of the race, just died, young guy. And the preacher was asked to officiate his funeral. Mm -hmm. And he was very upset, the preacher was very upset because he knew this young man had no salvation, mm -hmm. um, didn't know Jesus. The family was, you know, uh, just not not uh, knowledgeable about Christ at all. But somehow somebody knew the family and knew the preacher, and that's how he ended up there. But he made the comment at the end of the service that, you know, like all good Pentecostal preachers do, if you died, if you walked out of this room and died in a car wreck today, where would your soul go? Mm -hmm. And um, I'd been raised, you know, in the Catholic Church, so I knew about the Lord. I knew about, you know, the things of God. Um, just didn't really know Christ on a personal level. Mm -hmm. And part of that was because I'd just kind of been roaming for 10 years, you know, um, or more. <laughs> but anyway, his message just really hit home and I thought gosh you know <clears throat> I, I don't think I can go another day without knowing Jesus the mm -hmm. way that these people all seem to know you know the worship was amazing and everybody just looked like they felt something that I didn't feel mm -hmm. and I wanted to feel that I wanted to feel that closeness to God and uh, whatever it was they had I wanted it so that was how I got saved. I didn't know that story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew who you went with, which is Letty and Dwayne. Letty and Dwayne. Which is who I'm named after. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm named after. I know you are. You're named after Letty. Hi, Letty. cool. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share that because if it weren't for your faith and your following the Holy Spirit, I know that I wouldn't have the faith I have. And my journey wouldn't have been as... I don't think I would have made it if I didn't know the Holy Spirit because he's the one who saved me all those hard times. So your mm -hmm. faith in that foundation, because when I was four or five, I already knew how to pray to yeah. the, like with the Holy Spirit and to the Holy Spirit. And yeah, you because did. You did warfare when you were five years old. Yeah. In Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, oh, and that's why I think, I know why I'm still here is because of how you raised me. I know not everyone is as fortunate to have been raised and to know the Holy Spirit the way that you taught us. And that is my biggest hope with this podcast is that it restores faith for so many who have been broken. I'm lucky <laughs> that 
my story is not as hard as other people's. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to get to the other part. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to set the scene for myself. It is all, the crazy thing is I was writing this all down and I was thinking, wow, I came out around St. Patrick's Day, which I guess was in March, right? Mm-hmm. Nine years ago. Wow. So, and it's February, so it's almost been nine years. And you were flying. I was living in Houston. You were living here in Amarillo. And I was living with Veronica, my little sister. And you were about to fly to come see me for the first time at our new apartment. And I had already been figuring everything out. I had already known I was gay, obviously, but I had been... The Lord had been showing me that we were doing our battle together where it's like, okay, God, you won't take it away. Show me why. If you're not going to take it away, then you need to tell me why I'm this way and let me have peace. And by taking away, you mean taking away the gay. Taking away the gay, yeah. which is what I had prayed for right. 12 years secretly. Right. Um, and so I went to my room by myself. I don't even know. I think Veronica was at work. And I remember sitting on my bed looking out my window and I called you, and I don't know why. I just couldn't. I knew I couldn't do it face-to-face, which is crazy because you're so loving. But you were the first person for me to officially come out to, even though Veronica was figuring it out. Um, and I just remember calling you and crying and, like, just, I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I tried so hard. You said, I've done something I shouldn't have done. Is that what I said? That's what you said. See, and I don't remember it. You though. said, I've done something I shouldn't have done. And so my mind is like all over the place. And you were hysterical. And I thought, what in the world has she done? And you said, um, is there anything that I can do that would make you not love me? See, I don't even remember it that way. And I said, no, no, what's wrong? And you said, I've fallen in love with someone I totally shouldn't have fallen in love with. I must have blacked out. And I said, I must have blacked out. So my, my head, I'm like, oh my God, she's in love with a married man. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? Okay, I got to bring her home. <laughs> yeah. I must have blacked out. I've learned this year, because at Apollo's birthday, I did black out and I did not drink enough to black out. Like, I just, <laughs> anxiety takes over and I block out a lot of things. I do that too. Because I'm like, what happened? I remember. <laughs> wow. So I remember saying, just apologizing and crying. You did. You and were apologizing was like, and crying. Super sad. Mm-hmm. And then. I guess you. You want me to tell better. the rest yeah, of the you story? Yeah, you should tell the rest because I don't remember. Yeah, you said um, I've fallen in love with someone I should, totally shouldn't have fallen in love with, and I thought, okay, just tell me, just tell me what it is. What is it? Mm-hmm. And you said, I'm gay. And I was <laughs> like, oh, thank God, it's not a married man. <laughs> Oh my God! I did not want a married woman coming after you. <laughs> no, I did. I just remember thinking, "Oh, thank you, God. It's not what was in because I just couldn't even imagine what it was." Yeah, I don't remember that. You don't? No, I just remember apologizing. So and how do you remember it? Then? I just remember next? apologizing and then saying, "I'm so sorry. I tried so hard. I'm." Gay. You did say that. You did say That's that. That's all I remember. Yeah. I don't remember the extra stuff I said, which is really funny to me. I yeah. mean, now because I, it's only funny because I don't remember it. Like yeah. I was that hysterical. Yeah. It was scary. 
And I just remember you telling me, oh, I know. Or I love you. I know. It's okay. I know, I know you're gay. Yeah. You said you do? I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, there was several clues along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what me and Marty say. We see pictures of us when, like, we're, um, when we're younger. I'm like, well, let's be honest. How did they not know? I know. Extra I know. large polo t-shirts. and. I know. When, when your dad, when y'all finally told your dad or however dad found out, and he said, I had no idea. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Were you not there? I mean, raised the same did you not pay attention to our kid? I'm, come, come on. <laughs> she was a pitcher on an all-boys baseball team, A. <laughs> she was a catcher on that same team. She was first base on that same team. Come on. There was no clue. <laughs> Just no idea. Never could get her to wear a, a dress with nice shoes. It was always the... the Boots or tennis shoes or... I mean, there was just all kinds of clues. Yeah. So, anyway. Not to make light of it. No, it's... That's what me and Monty say. I'm like, it's, it was obvious. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I prayed your whole... Uh, from 12 years old on that you weren't. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it was not something that we were raised to think was okay. Yeah. And... um so <laughs> I've been doing warfare forever for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, by the time you were in your 20s, and this is hard to say because the good, you know, people out there that rejected us, mm -hmm. you because you're gay and came out and said that God made you that way. Yeah. And me because I didn't disown you. Yeah. And said... Well, I kind of knew you were gay. People like that will listen to this and go, well, you shouldn't encourage her. Yeah. You shouldn't tell her it was okay, that you love her anyway. You shouldn't, even now, you shouldn't continue to mm -hmm. support her in this lifestyle mm -hmm. because you're just extending it and, and you know, you're going to have to pay for accepting her yeah. and and accepting this as normal. Mm -hmm. You didn't raise us to be normal, though. You know that, right? <laughs> Apparently not. Because I, I don't have one normal one yet. No. <laughs> There's that. Whatever normal is. Yeah. But I wasn't very normal either. Um, but, you know, it's not as a, as a Pentecostal Christian mother mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, it was not something that I wanted to accept as you were growing up. I, I fought it. I prayed against it. I bound it in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. I did all of the things that I knew were the things to do. Yeah. But you didn't know I was doing those same things alone. No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But because we never spoke about it. Yeah. I just saw what I saw and thought, oh, man, this is... This is a possibility there. There's mm -hmm. it's a possibility something's happening there that she, you know, she's 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 not the way that I thought she was going to be. There's something different there, and I, you know, was praying against it. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you came out, for me, honestly, I just kept thinking she's going to figure it out. She's going to figure out she's gay, 
And so the day's going to come when you're going to get that call. Mm -hmm. This is just conversations I have with myself. Mm -hmm. So when you weren't seeing a married man and you were <laughs> figured out you were gay, it was almost a relief to me because I thought, okay, it's out. She knows, she knows she's gay. She knows now that I know she's gay. And so, okay, now what? What's the next step? The next step was you flew to Houston because you had to. Yeah, the next step was I already had a flight coming to Houston, and all, and all I wanted to do was just love you and let you know that Yeah. we're in this together mm -hmm. no matter what. Here we go. Yeah. New new chapter, you yeah. know. And it, we had to, because Veronica was already seeing it, um, because she lived with me and she was just seeing things, and I'll talk to her about it more in depth, but... When you got there, you didn't just have to comfort me. You had to comfort Veronica. I had to comfort Veronica. Veronica was very sad, very, very, very upset. And I could relate. Um, you know, it was almost like a death, mm -hmm. if you'll, you know, permit me to say that. It was like a death of the person that we thought we knew, of mm -hmm. um, the life that we thought you would have. Mm -hmm. um, and there was that whole, oh, my God, it's an abomination thing. Yeah. This isn't how I raised you. This isn't what we learned in church mm -hmm. as being acceptable. Um, and I had to just kind of comfort Veronica and say, I understand how you feel. Yeah. I do. I understand it. And my heart is broken into a thousand pieces myself. But what are our options? Yeah. We don't have any options. She's my baby. She's your sister. She's still the same person that she was. And we're going to make it through. Yeah. We're going to figure out how to navigate our way through this new life uh, with the gay Leticia, mm -hmm. you know, and um, the yeah. one that's not going to ever marry a man mm -hmm. because, ew, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not making light of it. I'm saying... I'm trying not to cry yeah, <laughs> because it was very raw and it was very, very, very hard. It was, it was harder to comfort Veronica. She was, it was hard for her. It was very hard for Veronica and my heart was broken for her. Yeah. Because, you know, she didn't know how to, I'd had years to prepare, to prepare my heart for it because I kind of knew mm -hmm. she had no idea Yeah. until that last, what, six weeks or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, it was hard to hear her, her broken heart. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to recognize just even as on now on the other side, nine years later, like I, when we were all crying on the floor, we were all in the living room crying and you were comforting both of us. And it was like just this big funeral and celebration at the same time, like being okay with it. And what do we do now? Yeah. As a family, because you raised us always to be close and always to be loving. And um, it was hard. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't remember. Obviously, I don't remember my whole coming out story because it blacked out. But I did give you, I know I gave you Ellen's Love Ellen, the book from Ellen's mom. Yes. Did I give you Cross in the Closet? Or did you read that one too? I read it, but it's been a long time. Yes. It's, yeah. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nine years. <laughs> Because yes. Oh my gosh, that's the best book ever. Love Ellen. No, the cross in the closet. Yeah, and I have that one linked in the videos 
of all of these podcasts. It's a very good book. Um, but the book is about a straight man who felt his friend came out to him. He was a Christian man. His friend came out to him and was talking about, like, she got kicked out of her family, and his first response in his head was to help save her instead of love her. And in that, God called him to go into the closet as a gay man for a year. So to, to pretend he was gay, to come out to his whole family and pretend he was gay for a year so that basically he walked a in year shoes. in her shoes to understand what he went through. And it's his journey through that year. And it's amazing. It's, I had read it and then I gave it to you. And then I, I gave you love Ellen, which was written by Ellen's mom. Mm-hmm. And she said the same thing that when Ellen came out, it was like, losing the daughter that she had dreamt of her whole like this is she's gonna be we're gonna announce her wedding in the newspaper and we're gonna do all this and it was mourning that what you thought they were gonna be which as a mom now like I get because you know Mm -hmm. it's hard not to imagine what they'll be like when they grow up but when it's like here's a (laughs) curveball that's that's gotta be hard so we kind of talked about it we touched base on it but when I came out you were living here in Amarillo which is the bible belt of Texas. It's yeah, it would have been easier if I'd have been in Austin, I right? think. Yeah, but we moved here. <laughs> um, so I just want you to talk a little bit about how you ended up having to leave your church. Oh, man, that was heartbreaking. I loved the church I was going to. Loved my pastor, loved his wife and family. And uh, they'd been through a lot with me. And you wrote something, a, a blog, God Made Me Gay. Did I write it or did, did I? You wrote a blog. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and maybe and it was a video. I thought it was a blog, though. I think I was doing blogs at the time. And um, God made me gay. Was this around when I was about to get married? Was it that time? No. It was in the beginning. Yeah, it was at the beginning. It was maybe maybe four or five months after okay. you had come out. And I didn't know that he had read it. I didn't know this. And, um, or, or somebody read it and reported back to him. <laughs> Gosh, just like a good Christian. <laughs> that my daughter had, you know, said that God made her gay. And, uh, you know, of course, as a Pentecostal woman filled with the Holy Spirit who just found out my daughter's gay or just found out that my daughter acknowledged that she's gay Mm -hmm. I was afraid um you know afraid for my Christian friends to find out how they were going to react when they found out deadly terrified that someone was going to hurt you Mm -hmm. because then I would have to hurt someone you know what I mean it was just that whole mama bear um oh I can't even describe to you well, now that you're a mother, you probably kind of know. Yeah, I've had um, a couple moments. You know, but um, went to church that Sunday, and, you know, I love you. I love you, Pastor. But, you know, he stood up in front of the whole congregation, and people in church had read it because you were friends with everybody at church. Because I had been there when I was in college. And uh, so everybody knew that you had posted it and then uh, he stood up and said I just have to address something and along the lines of that and first thing I want to say is God doesn't make anybody gay 
well, ooh, arrow at my head. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what he was talking about and referring to, and ooh, you know, in my, in, uh, you know, just kind of exhaled and sat there for another few minutes as he went on with his sermon about, you know, the sin and the lie and the deception and all of that. And so I just had to stand up and leave. You never went back. And I never went back. It was heartbreaking because I lost a lot of friends there, a lot of people that I loved that really never, I th- that I loved and I thought loved me, that never reached out to me, never asked me if I was okay, never, mm-hmm. never reached out to me. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, um, Cause never even heard from him or his wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. And that's something, something happened today that, um, was shared and it really hurt Madi. And it was just like this pastor that was like, his whole spirit was not loved. And if, if you're not speaking in love, I don't think you're speaking in the spirit of God. Just God is love. And if our whole feeling today, we had a long conversation. It was just like, how do you think people are going to come to love Jesus when you're like, don't come until you're perfect. Don't come until you get your stuff together. Yeah. Don't come until you look the part mm-hmm. because I'm sorry, everyone sins. And I completely disagree with the, the way things are handled around being gay around a lot of things. Um, I don't want to get into this political conversation because there's a lot of things I don't agree with. And see, you raised me to be this way and be passionate. Um, because when I came out, I really walked through it with the Holy Spirit. I didn't just walk through it like, oh, this is no big deal. It was a very big deal to me because it was my spirit that was Well, it hand. wasn't a humanistic experience. It was a spiritual journey. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, I don't care. No, like, Jesus never left my side. Yeah. yeah. And people fail to see that. They're just like, oh, this sin, which has decided, someone decided one day that that was going to be the worst sin in the whole world and... I'm sorry the scriptures were taken out of context. I am still the same person. Well, if if I'm being honest, I mean, if if we're facing what we're facing, scripture, scripturally, I'm the one that Jesus talked about, not you. Why you? Because Jesus never addressed addressed being gay. Being gay, but he did address divorce and remarriage. Yeah. So I'm the sinner, according to Jesus. Yeah, but I disagree with that. You know, too. But you know me. I'm like, I mean. Anyway, yeah. that, you we know, could I, get into we could get into a really deep conversation yeah. about that, and we do. But I'm just saying, like, like the conversation me and Maddie had, and then what happened to you, and I'm just like, man, how do you expect people to love a God? when that's how you are acting, like you might be the only Bible people ever read, I I wouldn't want to go to church. That's why I said in the beginning, like I I know for a fact that because you raised me to know the Holy Spirit, I'm still here and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because Mm -hmm. when I did come out, and I haven't said this yet, when I was on the floor crying and when I was praying and when I was reading books both for being a gay Christian and against being a gay Christian, I just didn't read one side that supported me. I read both. 
um, you taught me how to do research properly. And God told me as clear as day, I made you this way to become a bridge between the church and the gay like mm. community, the LGBT, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that door is opening in a bigger way than it has been. I've gotten the opportunity to be on the worship team at church and I've gotten the opportunity to do things, but this is just, this is what it always felt like it would end up being because God is love and Jesus is love and the Holy Spirit is kind and loving and comforting the same way when I was sad, I could come climb in your bed and be comforted. That's the Holy Spirit to me. And he did never leave my side. Oh, man. And then the whole church thing, you know, I'll never forget when you called me and told me, Mom, we found a church. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I really did. I was like, oh, please, no, no. And I was like, please let it be unity. Let it be the unity church because I know they'll never hurt you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you said, no, Mom, it's, you know, more, and it's a Christian church, and it's, you know, not that unity's not, but I'm just saying we all know that unity accepts everybody, and mm-hmm. thank God for that. Um, but, and the, the worship leader is so sweet, and she wants to be my friend, and she wants to hang out with us, and, ah, you know, my mama bear heart was just, you know, it was just like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because, baby, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to just, as soon as they have their hands on you, the next thing you're going to hear is, can we pray for God to deliver you? Mm-hmm. Can we pray for God to change you? Yeah. Is, is it okay if we lay hands on you and pray for deliverance? Yeah. And I knew that that was going to crush you. And, Honestly, I held my breath for about a year. And then it was just like, okay, well, what's happening? Because they're not doing that. What's yeah. up? Mm-hmm. You know, but I was terrified for you. Yeah. And so I was very thankful that they really did love you and they really did accept you and they really did um, meet you where you were and say, hey, we love you and thank you so much for being here. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and hey here's an idea. Why don't you be on our worship team? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? No, yeah. And that's been like, we started going to more almost five years ago mm. in April. It'll be five years. And then I started singing that September. So five, it'll be five years in September that I've been on the worship team. The love that I've seen in that place, uh, the acceptance. And they lost members. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We won't sugarcoat it. They lost members and pastor was, you know, Papa Bear almost uh, in his defense of his, you know, conviction that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. put on him and the direction that the Holy Spirit was leading him. Yeah. I know that it was hard for him. I can't, I can, can only imagine what he went through as a pastor because I know what I went through as a mother and um, the conviction that he had that the Holy Spirit was saying this is exactly what you need to do and mm-hmm. and stand firm because here here comes the here comes the waves yeah. you know and they did but he knows what he heard and he's standing by that so yeah that was a that was the pastor I the Holy Spirit told me 
one day you'll get to sit down with a pastor and you'll get to talk this out with someone who you can look up to spiritually. Wow. And then however many years later it was, I guess four years later, I finally did. We had, we've had several one-on-one conversations and he's helped me navigate my journey of following the Holy Spirit through all of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, he is going to be on the podcast. We've already good, talked about it. So good. I'm excited to talk about that journey in our relationship. Um, you're like answering, you're like going into all the questions I have, which is oh, really helpful. I'm no, sorry. it's good because it's just like, <laughs> and I'm over here thinking everything I wrote it down. No, it's they're all things I have written down. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we, we touched on the church and that you lost friends. What would be your advice? Like, if you, I think we're afraid of what we don't understand. Mm. That's where our fears come from. We don't understand it. And maybe when I came out, you didn't see my life looking the way it does now. I'm sure you hoped for it. But Never what, would, dreamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what would your advice be to parents going through that journey that you had to go through nine years ago? Like, love Jesus. My kid's coming out navigating those waters well gosh you know it just seems so simple and yet I know it's not because so many in the LGBT what is that I've heard someone call it the alphabet mafia the alphabet mafia because there's a lot of letters well in that community in the community of all the people um you know that are not your everyday people I know that a lot of them have lost family members, Mm -hmm. have lost parents, have lost, you know, uh, people that they thought loved them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only thing I can say is, for me, it was such an organic experience because I don't love anybody more than I love my children. Mm -hmm. So the thought of not standing by you mm-hmm. was never even it 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 never even occurred to me yeah. that it would be any different the truth is you are who you are you've always been who you are and the hardest thing is realizing that in your journey in your childhood i said things that were hurtful against you know things I'd see on television where it was two girls kissing or two guys holding hands or whatever. Cause back in that day, you didn't see that very much, you know, Mm -hmm. although I love Jack on, uh, what's that show called? Jack. Uh, Jack and the redheaded crazy girl that they were roommates. Oh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah. You loved that. I loved Will and Grace. And Jack was like, just Jack. He was my favorite person, you know? And, um, but yet it was because of everything I had learned in church, not, Mm -hmm. you know, that those prejudices were there. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I look back on that, all that to say, I'm ashamed of ever having hurt you. But we've talked. Unknowingly. Yeah. Unknowingly. 
you know, we say things um, unknowingly. We make gestures unknowingly because we don't know the, the person's, what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But what I would say to a parent that has done that and feels that your child can't be gay, they can't be gay, I'm going to lose everything. Yeah, you might, but you don't want to lose your child. Mm -hmm. um, they're still the same person. You were still the same person mm -hmm. that you always were. You were just finally free to be who you were. Yeah. And um, honestly, the last probably three years before you came out, I wondered many times if you ever were going to. Mm -hmm. And it was just a relief to know that you could finally live your life and be who you were. So bottom line is if you love your child, there's no question. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're probably going to lose some people along the way. You're, you might lose family members. Yeah. You might lose a church family. Probably so. <laughs> Count on it if they're good Christians. Um, you're going to lose some of your church family. Um, but I know that God will restore everything that you lose, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't look the same. Yeah. And that's what I think I've learned is I lost a lot of friends who were my Christian friends, and I still love oh, them dearly. Yeah. I lost yeah. a lot, though, and it hurt, and I got a lot of emails, and I got a lot of... Have you prayed about this? And um, yeah, man, the friends I have now, and not that I'm still in contact with a lot of people, and I love them and forgive them, and um, I want friends who just accept me as I am, not as they want me to be. Just like right. Moore says, "Come as you are, not as you should be," on their right. big billboard, and that's how. Uh, God and Jesus that's how Jesus was come as you are and right. just love you because love is what changes people just love the Holy Spirit first of all I can't change anyone's mind and I cannot save anyone yeah only the Holy Spirit can do that and through me being obedient in what he calls me to do and being kind and loving and trying to share my story and your story and everyone's stories that need to be shared I pray that the Holy Spirit works through that just in my being faithful mm -hmm. and obedient to that calling. But I do love all the people that hurt me. I would love to have conversations with them more in depth to see how they are now, you know, because we're afraid of what we don't understand. When someone comes and they're not who you thought they were straight, that's scary. Yeah. But it hurts a lot. It does. It to hurts To be a lot. rejected because you accept yourself. And it hurts a lot as a mother to see your child rejected. Mm -hmm. And um, you just, I am, I'm probably going to say it's harder for me to forgive yeah. people that hurt you than mm -hmm. it is for you to forgive people that hurt you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to. And for the most part, I have, I think. There's probably a couple of people I've got to release a little bit yeah. still. But it's a walk, and it's a, it's a journey, you yeah. know. Um, and, and the truth is, everybody's not going to be okay with it. Everybody's not going to be okay with it. 
And that has to be okay. And that is okay. That has to be okay, you know. Everybody has their journey that they're walking, and everybody has their level of ability to accept. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you love them anyway. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. I think that's what I've learned more the most is, I mean, I don't really care if you don't agree with it. I just want true kindness and respect. Yeah, that's, all. that's the thing people have to remember. Yeah. Kindness and respect, and no matter what. Even if you disagree with me, I disagree with a lot of things. Yeah. A lot. But me getting all fired up about it and being a jerk about it isn't going to change someone's mind. It doesn't change the world, does it? No. no only love, love can changes change the world. world. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Just love. True. That's it. Everything else just makes it worse. Yes. Um, so a couple more things. Um, the crazy thing is we went through that whole journey and I was living in Houston and I was getting ready to leave my job because I got some harassment there and you told me but you say you don't have to stay anywhere you're not stuck anywhere you don't have to be stuck anywhere and God's your provider at the end of the day he is the provider not any job not anything and you're not stuck in something that's not good for you which took me a long time to walk away because I really loved that job but I loved myself more um, and then I was going to move home, but I didn't. I was going to move to Austin because obviously I wanted to meet someone. I had only been out like a year. And I get this message on Facebook. And I'm like, Rudy's Rudy's niece messaged me. Who is this girl? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's Rudy's niece. <laughs> she's gay. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's straight. She has a baby. She has a baby. She's straight. <laughs> <laughs> Judging over here. Um, and then I find we started messaging. But you had met. Maddie before I met Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I married Rudy and met Maddie because Rudy's brother, she was always hanging around him um, on the motorcycle. You know, mm -hmm. Rudy and I would go ride, and that's how I met her. And uh, <laughs> so I started stalking her on Facebook. <laughs> that's why I do that. Because they were talking about so I see her and I think, I wonder if she's gay. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's gay, and she sure is cute. She was, and she was so kind. Mm -hmm. Every time I was around her, I was like, Oh my God, I love this girl. I love her heart. I love her spirit. She was so beautiful and she was so kind. And I think she's gay. <laughs> and then. Um, so I looked her up on Facebook. I went to Alvin's Facebook page and then found Mari. And she had a baby girl that was just to die for. Oh, my God, this little cherub of a baby. So maybe she's not gay. But then I looked at her pictures. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's definitely gay. And, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. And she's got this baby that I just am in love with. And so I guess I, I told you, uh, or I told her about you. Mm -hmm. Yes, because she was talking about wanting to lose weight or something. And I said, oh, my daughter's a personal trainer. You should call her. You should definitely call her. You know, mm -hmm. she's on Facebook. You should find her on Facebook. Yeah. And then she messaged me and she was like, oh, I had posted something about a program I was doing. And she's <laughs> like, I'm interested. And 
I don't know. We had been married a year and a half before she actually did a program with me. That's so funny. But um, it's just funny because then I moved here and I met her for the first time. And I think you just wanted us to be friends. Well, you know what I saw in that family was they loved her so much. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, she's gay. She went through a pregnancy as a gay woman, had a baby, and everybody loves her so much mm -hmm. in this family that I thought if you met her, it would be a safe place for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was so pretty and so kind and so generous. I'd never seen such a generous heart and a generous soul. Yeah. And I wanted you to find somebody kind and loving, mm -hmm. and a safe place for you. So. <laughs> I didn't think money was going to be what we cried about. What's that? I didn't think money would be what we cried about. I know. She was just so amazing. She is amazing. <laughs> I, I always say I married my mother, not my father. I say you married your father. I married my mother, because you were as kind and funny and friendly and giving and everything that she is you are hospitable I'm like not hospitable I married <laughs> hospitable so I wouldn't have to be hospitable I've had to become it because she wants to have everyone over all the time yeah which is not I mean, let's just hang out in the room and watch a movie <laughs> but I'm thankful for it um so mom introduced me to my wife if you didn't figure that out and mm. that little cherub of a baby is now a Trowbridge my sweet girl and she's 10 she was two. Wow. She was Apollo's age when we met. Yeah. She was about to turn three because yeah. I remember she had a birthday. And I had never seen so many presents. There was a full table covered in gifts mm -hmm. for this three-year-old. Yeah. It was two hours of oh. opening <laughs> presents. I, I thought, oh, my God, this family's crazy. They're crazy. They just love Oh, her. my gosh. They loved her so much. Mm -hmm. Which just, you know, solidified my love for them. Yeah. And uh, my hope that, you know, this would be a beautiful place for you. Mm -hmm. And it has yeah. been. Yeah. So then my last question is just so nine years ago, remembering being on the living room floor, comforting Veronica and me and that whole weekend to now, nine years later. How do you feel? Um, you know, it just all feels normal now. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's still people that are not in my life anymore that I miss terribly. I love all my Christian friends and all the people that I knew and loved in that church. And there are some that have held on to me. Mm -hmm. And thank you, God, for them. But even the ones that didn't, I still love you, still love them. And um, it all just feels normal. Um, you know, we've had a lot of family in my side of the family 
that that have had to come to terms with things, and then there were people that came out in their family. More, more. <laughs> there's there's oh, other yeah. gay people out there uh, in our family, mm-hmm. I was and first. yeah, and so, um, but it all just feels like a normal family to me. It doesn't feel weird. You know what I notice about myself though is that I always try I always try to make sure that gay people know I'm here for you. That's good though. I want you to know that that I'm really cool with you being gay <laughs> and I love you and your gayness and um I want you to know that I'm a safe place for you. Mm-hmm. It's just like I almost if I think someone's gay, I'm like, my daughter's gay. She's married to a woman. I just wanted, <laughs> I just want to put that out there so you know that you're okay with me. You're safe. It's silly. I know. No, it's a good thing. Like as a gay person, when we find people who we feel safe with, yeah. Because you still, I think, because of what you go through yeah. as a child, hiding it and then coming out and losing people, that fear's still there. Those walls are still there. Sure. I'm still working through sure. them. I'm still not completely 100% true. I tell Maddie all the time, this is not. I'm not me yet. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting back to who I was a little bit. Well, if I'm being honest, I'm not me yet either. Yeah. I mean, um, I still hold back a little bit when mm-hmm. I'm around conservative Christians. Yeah. Um, you know, in Austin, I'd be, I'd fit right in. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a part of a, of a family or a group on Facebook, uh, Serendipity. I don't even know the whole title, but it's parents of gay children. Mm-hmm. And, um, or trans or bi or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, um, whatever it is. But I'm not completely out myself. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm reserved in a lot of ways still. And part of that is just me, my personality of, which has always been, um, pick your battles. Yeah. I don't have to make everybody okay with yeah. being a mother either. of a gay married woman, married lesbian uh, I don't have, I don't have to have everybody's approval, and I don't have to have everybody's support. Yeah. I have my circle, I have my tribe, and as long as I'm taking care of mine, and anybody else that needs to be taken care of, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, and that's. Um, I think I told you when I was coming to terms with it, and I watched, felt like the God that God put for the Bible tells me so that documentary. Yes. In my path, and that was what kind of helped me start that okay we're gonna figure this out together god there was a there was a mom on that film which is also linked in the description of my youtube video great film that um her daughter told her she was gay and she wrote her a letter back and said well i'm sorry i can never accept that part of you and then her daughter committed suicide right and her whole mission after that was to love children who are gay right kind of like you're saying you do and I actually emailed her before I came out to you. Wow. And she emailed me back. We emailed wow. a couple of times. I haven't been able to find the email. I think it's on an old one. Um, but I reached out to her because I wanted advice yeah. on what to do and how to navigate this journey. And um, So it's very important that you do that because it was a mom who I first reached out to. Wow. To find a safe place and some guidance on coming out not that your response was like that but it was a safe place I knew it was a safe place right and it took me a lot of research to find her email because I had to find her 
Um, it's really cold in here. I'm really cold. My hands are cold. Um, so I, you know, I think that's, is there anything else you want to say? No. You? I just want to tell you I'm thankful for your love and for raising me to listen to the Holy Spirit for myself. I think that we're in a really awesome and scary time in the world where we have to choose who our God is and it can't be the person on stage. It has to be the Holy Spirit for each of us. And because of that, I lost Christian friends and I lost... It was the church who turned me away. God never turned me away. Yes. He was there in those moments when I cried by myself on the apartment floor. He was there when I tried to take my own life. He was there always. He's never left my side. Um, and I just want to thank you for raising me to know his voice and to do the scary things. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for just sharing your stories with me. If you have anything that you want to hear about or talk about or questions, please reach out to me. If you need a loving mama, reach out to my mom. (laughs) She's really good at it. Um, and please share these episodes. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just want to get a positive, encouraging message out to as many people as we can. And I just appreciate all of y'all's support and love and feedback. So thank you for listening, and we will be back soon. Bye.